Agent Pursuit Business Mastery is produced by CIR Realty and presented by Kirsten Favron and Lindsay Smith. CIR Realty is the largest, most productive real estate brokerage in Alberta, Canada, and has remained independent and Canadian-owned since 1983. Learn more at agentpursuit.com. Enjoy this episode and subscribe for more great content. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Agent Pursuit. Today we have a very special guest, Carl Stater, who is the founder of CIR Realty and Carl has built an incredible company through some of the, the toughest economic times and so we wanted to have Carl on to give us some incredible lessons of the past. Carl, thank you so much for joining us today. You're so welcome. And where, where do you want me to start? <laughs> I, well, can, we, I can start back back in the old country. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we should, it was just, a just quickly. wintry yeah. day back in yeah. in Germany. Kidding. No, well, actually, I would. I think I, I would love to hear that because I think so much of where we're from mm -hmm. dictates how we make decisions in our perspective. Yeah. So just yeah, you know, let's start with that. Where are you? Where are you from? What did you do before getting into real estate? Yes, I, I can tell you that. Perfect. <laughs> Seems like it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was um, in Germany. I uh, I went. Uh, I started working. Finished school at fifteen. Started working at fifteen years old. Wow! And that was normal. You, you started an apprenticeship. Yeah. Yeah. And the only thing I could find was furniture making. So so. I, I, I started an apprenticeship in furniture making, and, uh, and this lasted three years. And in Germany, you don't get paid while you're an apprentice. Oh, wow. It's just some pocket money. So are you just living at home and living off your Li family? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, the, uh, the apprenticeship is usually three years. And 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 if you if you pass the exams and everything, then then you become a journeyman. And I kept working as a journeyman. And where I worked was in Cologne, city of Cologne. There is a a, a shipyard that builds ship and repairs ship, that cruise the Rhine. Wow. Yeah, and that's where I worked at. That's great. Mm -hmm. And then when did you decide to move to Canada? Okay. I, I was working there for, for five years. And, uh, and I looked at things and I was very comfortable with my job and, and doing well. And I thought, no, this is something wrong. There's something too easy here. I was restless. I came from a family with eight, eight children. Yeah. Wow. So we were 10 people in the house. And, uh, and I'm the only one that showed some restlessness. And then, then a colleague of mine, you know, he said, Carl, yeah, no, I think I'm going to go to Canada. <laughs> and uh, I started studying up on Canada. And... Uh, and I found it kind of interesting. Yes. Yeah, and I really got interested. And I wanted to go. So how old were you at that point? Pardon me? How old were you at that point? I was 20. Okay. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, and then you came over right away. I, uh, I I applied. You know, they didn't really want me. They wanted farmers and so on. You know, I was a tradesman, and uh, so they say, yes, you can go, but you have to pay for your, your, your trip over and everything. We cannot, there's nobody to sponsor you. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had to pay for my, uh, my uh, ship, uh, the uh, journey there over here, uh, right, right to Toronto. Mm. I paid the train ride as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then what kind of work did you do when you got to Canada? Okay. In Canada, I started working in Toronto, and uh, I ended up with a, a house building company, and I needed somebody to uh, put insulation in the wall, glass wall insulation. Oh. Yeah. Gross. It was, it was July. It was, oh, that's it terrible. was very hot. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it, it was not a nice job. No. Yeah. And then, obviously, at some point, you decided to come out west to Calgary and move again. Yeah. The reason I did that, Toronto was big, and I said, mm, I want something more adventurous. I came here for adventure, actually, not for economic reasons. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, just to have adventure and experience something different. That's interesting because some people say, I'm going to go to Toronto for adventure. No, not me. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess back when you would have came to Calgary, Calgary would have been very small. It still would have been a bit of the rugged west, so to speak. When I came to Calgary, there were, yeah, I remember. The city was quite ambitious and they had, uh, they were almost at, at 140,000 population. That was it. 140,000 people. But they weren't there yet, but they were working towards that. Wow. They had ambitions, yeah. Mm -hmm. That is incredible. So yeah. to, to kind of jump into when you got into real estate a little bit, so what was the, so I, I guess the, the first question would be, how did you get into real estate? But I'm also curious, do you know what the population of Calgary was at that time? Had it grown a lot? When, when, when I got into real estate? Yeah, in Calgary. I'm not sure. It had, oh yeah, it had grown a lot. Yeah, because I know that there was that period where Calgary just went like this. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, Calgary, Calgary now 1.2, 1.3 million. Um, we so had 1.5. Really, probably yes. the greater area. That's, mm -hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. And um, yeah, so why, what was the transition? Were you building homes here? Yes. Okay. When I came to Calgary, well, be, before I went to Calgary, I stopped in Winnipeg. Okay. Ah. And uh, and I looked over and I walked the streets and so on and 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 this looks old to me and and tired and it still looks that way. Yeah. <laughs> ah, no offense to anybody from Winnipeg, of course. My family's from Winnipeg. That's, why, Winnipeg. that's why I feel like I can say it. Yeah. <laughs> I applied for a job. The only job I got was a roofer, and I don't like heights and roofing, you know. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't meet them. That morning, I was supposed to meet them to start the job. I uh, decided, no, 
no, keep on going. And I had enough money left to uh, take a train and go to Calgary. I was going to go to Vancouver, but I didn't have enough money. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so and it's, it's I took funny a train you, to Calgary. It's funny when you think about things like that, because if Carl had enough money to go to Vancouver, CIR Realty wouldn't exist. Yeah, our business, <laughs> our business would, doesn't exist. Or, because or I would have found you. You had a little bit less. Yeah, and I'd be living yeah. in sunny Vancouver. <laughs> I guess sunny Vancouver. That's probably just not quickly. When I arrived here, it was in October, 1953. I arrived in Calgary. It was a beautiful day. It was the afternoon, and I arrived at the CN station, and I left my suitcase there, and took my uh, hand uh, briefcase and walked from the CN station to the Palliser, <clears throat> to the Palliser Hotel downtown. I said, you have to buy a map. I need to buy a map so I know what I'm, <laughs> where I am, yes. you know? Yeah, so I did that. Wow. Yeah. And that's how you found your way around and how it all started. Yeah, and then, and then I, I walked back to the station, retrieved my suitcase, but I had no place to go. I didn't, I didn't know where I was sleeping that night. Yes. Yeah. So what did you do? Oh, I was walking back. A, a taxi driver stopped. And he uh, said, oh, are you German? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah. Oh, do you need a place to stay? I said, yeah. He knew that? No. But he asked. So I don't know. I walked kind of. I looked kind of lost, I guess. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you looked German. I knew, and and you would have still been pretty he, young. He said, come, come, come with me. Yeah, so I went with him and we went to a house on 17th Avenue yeah. and uh, 10A Street. Nice house. And uh, he says, there's a room for rent. And we talked to the landlord. And... Uh, yeah, he interviewed me and says, yeah, okay, you can have that. I said, I have no money. That's okay, he says. Well, did that work out well? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a smart guy. He was a Jewish guy, a businessman, and, you know, Germans pay their bill. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So tell us about now, um, so you, you arrived in Calgary. What did you do uh, before you got into real estate? Tell us about that process about getting licensed getting your real estate license. So we're probably skipping a few years here. Yeah. But um, did, you, did you get into house building first again and then? And then? I was, I was uh, into construction, house building. I was a custom builder. Yeah. Now we're jumping ahead to 1983. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, a very severe recession. House builders were going bankrupt. Real estate companies were closing down. One after the other. Wow. Yeah. The number of uh, agents that we had, I think, uh, dropped from 5,000 to 1,500. You wow. had 5,000 agents in 1983 in the market? We did. We wow. were very, very busy. We, before, we, we were in a, in a real busy time. I guess Calgary would have been that. You're right, because it would have been. You know, a question if you remember, like my parents sp spoke about this a long time ago. Do you remember what the mortgage rates were? 
1983? Yeah. Because they were high, weren't they? Yeah, they were uh, 18 to 20 percent. Credit in, card in rate. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's, that's, that's insane. So, what, so, so, yeah, please. So, the construction business kind of died down. Okay. I, I wasn't busy either. I, at that time, I was a contractor. I was uh, doing a lot of custom homes uh, in the country, usually for for uh, the oil industry business, uh, I, I had a good name there. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but I got bored doing nothing. And I thought, why not check out the real estate, take the real estate course. So I inquired about the real estate course. They say, yes, you can do that, but you have to join a company in order to do that. They have to sponsor you. Yeah. So I did. And I joined Royal Trust. Royal Trust was the company you joined at the time. That was the company, yeah. Yeah, that was a national company. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and so I joined it and said, you might as well check out and how, what makes the real estate industry tick and uh, what, uh, how, how, how they do things. So I was there observing things, listening to everybody. At that time, a real estate office was all one, one big space and everybody could hear everybody. Right, the bullpen style. Yes, yes. And? And, and at that time as well, if, a, if an office was 15 or 20 agents, that was big. That was a good size office. Mm -hmm. How long were you with Royal Trust for? A um, few months. A few months. Yeah. And then what was what was next? Was it rate to uh, and, Canadian Independent Realty? No. Yeah. After that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell us about that transition. That transition was so different. Um, at Royal Trust, there was about two to four people that were doing some business out of 18. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and the rest, they were just complaining, you know. And uh, I had an interview with the owners of Syria at that time. And, uh, and I knew right away, oh, they wanted me really badly, you know. <laughs> and so I, I thought about it, but, uh, and, and I watched how the realtors were working there. They were busy at CIR, and they were selling houses. At that time, there were a lot of foreclosures. Right. And people wanted, to, they didn't want to go into bankruptcy and lose their house, so they would sell it for $1,000. The $1,000 uh, went to the realtor for fees, and nobody else got anything. Yeah. Wow. And, and then it was sold to investors who would rent it out. Wow. And they would assume the mortgage. Yeah. And wow. Yeah. And go, go through that process. And, and, and go further. Yeah. 
So what is the process of how you took over the company? Okay. So I, I was there. When I was at Royal Trust, I, I, did, I did make a sale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and at CIR, I, uh, I, I was approached by, by, by the two owners. And, uh, and I give it some thought, and I thought, okay. I said, I'll, I'll become a partner, silent partner. I want to learn this business, you know. I want to do some sales. Okay, that was fine. And then the money I was putting in, they wanted that personally. I said, no. They wanted the money from your real estate business? They wanted, they, they wanted the money I was investing in ah, CIR. Got it. They wanted it. Ah, oh, like to, got it. And to then, spend just personally? And then, and then I got suspicious. They want to they get out. That's what's happening. And uh, yeah, so I, I, I said, no, you're going to get each small portion and the rest we're going to invest and, and build and, and start another branch. Yes. And we started the South Branch. So this was downtown at the time? We were, that was downtown. And then you guys opened up the South office? Yeah. After what, what was the location at that time? The location? Of the South Office, yeah. Oh, that was South Center. It was, hey? That was oh, in South wow. Center at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, we were on the seventh floor, and then later we went uh, downstairs. Yeah. Oh. oh, that's fantastic. So how long, so this was still 1983, um, was it? Or how long before you um, took over? 84. It was 84. 84. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And that was obviously, when that, I, was, that was risky. Because, like you said, the economy was terrible and real estate was terrible. Very risky. Very risky. Yeah. What, what made you, in your mind, what made it worth the risk? Why were you excited to what, do it even though you knew it was risky? You wouldn't believe this, but what I was thinking, I was really thinking about the real estate industry. I thought, something is wrong here. The way it's done... Uh, it was so archaic, I thought, it, it has to change. This is so funny. It has to change. Th this is 1984. Yeah. And you're like, the, the real there's estate industry. A, there's an opportunity here, I thought. It yeah. has to change. And, and today, people say that. It, it's, it's so interesting that you yeah. just see these cycles. Those of you that are worried about what's happening today about technology coming in and new things like that models. new business models things what's interesting is that they've been talking about this for years mm -hmm. yeah um and now and you did leave the charge on that. going back to cir you know I, I i noticed that there were i don't know i the the, the realtors were very happy that i joined as an owner yes yeah and then, and then I was approached by my partners, say, can you take over the accounting? We, you, you, you know more about this than we do, you know. And, uh, and I thought about it, and I said, okay. And then I arranged every check that had to be signed needed two signatures. Mm 
and one of them always had to be mine. Nice. Just the ultimate and check that's, and balance. And CIR wouldn't be here. Right. If it wasn't that. They couldn't, it had to be one of theirs and one of mine. So you knew that everything was proper I could, and... I could control everything. Wow. Yes. That's smart. And then I was approached by the partners. I, there's money in the bank. I, we need some money and so on. I said that money we need, we need more. You know, yeah. <laughs> not less. And uh, it was tough. I said no. Yeah. Well, yeah. you got to make sure the company... Is first. Protect my investment. And then uh, they begged me to buy them out, you know, and take over. I said, I, I'm new at this. I don't, I don't know. I can't do this. Huh. So, so you ended up obviously buying them out? Uh, eventually. Eventually. Yeah. What year was that? Oh, it must have been, I think it was at least another year one of the partners wanted to get out. Right. right. So maybe 1985. Around. I bought them out. Yeah. I bought him out. Yeah. And then the other one was begging me to buy him out, but his wife wouldn't let him. <laughs> and so on. He was a good, he was a good manager when he wasn't drinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it was a, about a few years, I would say, Two, two, three years. Right. Till I bought the, the, the last one out, yeah. So, so let me ask you this. So you noticed that the real estate industry was a bit archaic. Um, you want to change it. Let me ask you, with CIR being new, how did you decide what was important to the realtors uh, in terms of what decisions to make for the company to support the realtors at that time? What, what kind of thing did you decide to do or what, what was important to the realtors back then from CIR realty standpoint? What was important to them? Yeah, to yeah. the realtors. Like what were, as a manager, as an owner, yeah. your position. Things that you decided had to be done to make things better for the realtors. Uh, first of all, <clears throat> most companies had, had payday for the realtors maybe once a month or twice a month. Right. And I changed that to once a week. Once a week that's or big. once a day? Mm -hmm. Once a week. Once a week. Yeah. Once a week. Once a week, yeah. And uh, I thought that was necessary, yeah, and, and important to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they, so they get their money quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, and then I changed this later to once a day, once a day. Were you the, was CIR the only company at that time that, that paid every day? We were, you betcha. That yeah. is we so cool, We were head of everybody. Wow. In that way. Yeah. And yeah. now it becomes the standard that oh, we're, but even still, I see So you would have, you set, you would have set that standard by deciding to do that that yeah. long ago. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about? And then, and then when, it, uh, when computers started to come in, we were the first company to have a uh, um, computerized typewriter. I remember hearing about that, the old, yeah. the old thing with a little screen on it. And, and uh, big, big thing, a big thing already, yeah, with a little wow, screen. The first company. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, and eventually first company to have uh, really a virtual office. Yeah. Uh, 1998, uh, I know Ray had uh, posted the forums up online and, and started there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, lots of innovations. Lots of innovation. Yeah. yeah. What and, was... And, and I was always thinking, and then one night I couldn't sleep, and I was thinking, we got to change the, uh, the uh, commission structure. Right. And I came up with a commission structure. And uh, the seller to the realtors, that wasn't easy, you know, and so on. And I had a scheme where uh, it was an 80-20 scheme where the company gets 20% and they get 80, uh, 80% of the commission. And that that was unheard of, things like this. Well, because what were other companies charging at that time? They were charging 50% or more. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's it. That's 50% or more. That's amazing. And, and the companies were doing the advertising. They had small ads in the, in the, in the hill. Small ads, usually two realtors' names had to be on there. Not just one. Right. right. Two. Huh. So, so the realtors had very little control at that time in the old system. Very little. The company control. had the broker and the owner had the control. The realtors just yeah. had to do what they were told. No. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, so what worked well when people were joining CIR? Um, why were people joining? What was the um, what was the appeal? What did you do if you look back at your career and you were to say, um, you know, these were a few things that we did really well that worked really well. Um, obviously, the commission structure would be one of them. Yes. Um, is there anything else that you can think of that was just like you know we did this and people loved it? The payday you talked about. Oh yes. Um, when did the pay? Is there anything else you can think of that you look back and say, yeah, we did that well and that worked well? Yes, a lot of things work well. You know, most companies, you had to pay for your coffee. <laughs> oh, interesting. Really? Yeah. yeah I made, I say that's silly. <laughs> no, and little things like that make a big difference because you feel nickel and dime. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And then when fax machines came out, a uh, great thing, uh, the owner's charges, uh, the, the broker would charge $2 for each fax. To use it. Two dollars. Two dollars. That was a lot of money. Like that's a that's that even, was a lot of money. That's a lot of money today. That's a lot of money back then too. Yeah. They were expensive, mind you. Oh I bet. They were six hundred dollars each, you know, at that time. Yeah. And I bought three of them. And one for each office. And and the faxes were for free. Yeah. I didn't charge. Wow. Yeah. That those decisions would have that, been very was, important to realtors. That was always uh, unheard of, you know. Yeah. So the profit margin was very small. Uh, it, it didn't matter. When, when I was alone there, sometimes I, I didn't get paid. When I had these partners, they didn't get paid either. They had to wait. Well, I yeah. bet they loved that. Yeah. 
You know, there's a saying in the business when, you, when you're an entrepreneur, make sure you pay yourself first. I didn't. I paid myself last. I made sure all the bills are paid. And I never, never wanted to borrow money at the bank. A lot of brokers had to borrow money to keep going. Right. I never borrowed, ever. That's been one of the things CIR defining is, you know, debt-free for years. And the second that I came on to CIR, I mean, we were immediately talking about that. And then we saw brokerages, you know, going down. Um, yes. and, we, and we've seen it recently. You were talking about it back then, but we saw it recently. Quite the a Discovers, Aurora Royal Pages, yeah. um, Residential One, like in modern times here, we've seen tons of that happening. Yeah. And people get into trouble financially um, yeah. all the time. And that's stability. Yeah. People forget about it. When there's yeah. millions of commissions that are left unpaid, um, that's something that you, you set Sierra for success and instilled in your sons that, finan- that prudent financial mentality. Yeah. Um, I know that Ron has that uh, hugely yeah. and, and we're always trying and it's that balance between like you said you know we invested in new things the the new fax machines to yeah. stay modern yeah. um, but also balanced it out with financial stability well and one of the things that i know that ron is so cautious over and he takes a lot of that from you is he never wants to charge the realtors more for anything if it's not necessary. He is so conscientious to say, I don't want all of these line items on somebody's bill. I don't want to feel like we always have. And lots of the big franchises have your franchise fee, your technology fee, your so many things that the broker is trying to put their hand in a pocket for the realtors. And I think right now, because of your influence, I know that our whole team is very cautious to say, we know how hard it is to be a yeah. realtor and yeah. how expensive it is. And we need to do our best like you did to say, yeah. we want to make it easy for them to do business and give them what they need. And sometimes if that means your profit margin isn't this big, that's yeah. okay because you have to take care of the, you have to take care of the realtors if you want to stay in business. Yeah. By the time I started in the real estate, I had already a career of construction and, and home building, and and I was financially I was okay. Mm-hmm. I I didn't go into real estate to make money. I did it for adventure again. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love I love and uh, and 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 I like the the realtors, the mentality, the enthusiasm they had. And they needed that to keep going. And uh, I, I enjoyed that. It was a big change in my career, you know, to do real estate versus construction. Yeah. It was different. Oh, that is interesting. Hugely different. Yeah. So, so that was in my favor. I wasn't... Uh, Money hungry. Worried. I wasn't... Yeah. And, and I wasn't in, uh, under stress about money. No, no, I had that, uh, the, the, this was good for me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. totally, and because you can make bad decisions mm-hmm. if you're doing it for, for the, the wrong reason. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's so, so tempting when you handle a lot of money, it's like a bank, money comes in, money goes out, and, 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 and your, your, your general account is empty, and, and the trust account has a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Why not borrow some, you know? Oh, gosh. 
you don't see that so much today, but it was happened then. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a scary, scary trap mm -hmm. and very illegal, obviously, yeah. today. Yeah. Let's, some of the best lessons come from the mistakes. What, what mistakes did you make through the process and what, what did you learn from them? Oh, I always try to learn from mistakes. Yeah. I, I think you can, success is good and you can, it empowers you, but mistakes teaches you lessons. Yeah. In real estate itself, my first listing, I was with Walt Hust. I listed a house from a friend. It was an estate. And uh, I thought, I'm going to get as much money as I can. And I listed it, and it was too high. And, uh, and eventually, it expired. I did lots of open houses, and it expired. And, and somebody else got the, the listing and yeah. sold it at where, where it should sold. And was that your first listing? That was the very first one. <laughs> and that was the last one that didn't sell. It never would happen again. I learned a lesson. I would never take a listing that wouldn't sell. Nice. You know what? That is, that is so smart. In the last yeah. couple of months, I've had so many realtors in my office who are completely broke because they've taken on 10 listings and all of the people, because prices have gone down just a little bit, but the clients want all this money for their homes and yeah. the realtors know that the price is wrong, but they want the listing so badly, but then they pay for the photography and the measurements and they do all of this work yes. and then they expire and they don't get any money for it yeah. because they're taking listings at prices that... It wears them down. It wears them down. It wears them down. So you only did that once and you never did it again. That was a lesson I learned. <laughs> I wanted to do good for my friend, and I didn't, you know. They yeah. had to go to Block Brothers, so somebody from Block Brothers. I don't know if you remember No, that. Block Brothers, no. That was no. before my no. time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and uh, I thought, no, that, that this went the right way. That's the way it should go. Yeah. Another lesson I learned, my first buyer, I was showing houses to a buyer. He just got divorced. And, uh, and I, I picked out three houses I showed him. And I said, this is a good house. It's been renovated and everything. And there was another one <coughs> that had spots in the ceilings. Some of the windows were going blind. And, uh, and I pointed that out. And he said, he decided to buy that one. I said, why? He says, I just going through the divorce. I need some work. And then I can do this work. So kept him busy. Yeah, to keep myself busy. I can fix this, he says. So that's the house he bought. Interesting. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta learn a lesson, be flexible. Yeah. You, you know, they uh they talk in there's a course ninja selling. Mm -hmm. that, that, we, that we teach now or we bring in the instructors. And one of the things that they say is when you walk into a listing, don't be like, oh, this, this hideous carpet. Like we can do that because they give an example or all of a sudden the, the buyer turned around and said, or he was right up an offer and said, you know what? And we'll also try to get you a little bit of credit for that carpet. And they're like, oh, gosh, Don, like 
why would we do that? We love that carpet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. you're just like, oh. You just never know. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. Um, right now, so to give some, I guess to give some advice to all of the, the realtors at CIR yeah. watching this video now, we are by no means in a recession like you in, you know, nine, when 1983, 1984. Oh, that was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah. But for a lot of people who have been in the business, you know, call it the last five, six, seven years, and who never experienced that, what's happening in Calgary now for them is the worst they've seen it, right? Because sales are down, prices are going a little bit. So for them, it's, this is bad. We're in a, we're in a bit of a recession mentality. What, so some advice for them back when you were selling real estate and you started CIR, what were the realtors doing in that time who were really succeeding, even though the economy was doing poorly? There, these realtors that weren't succeeding, they showed a lot of, they had a lot of drive and uh, they showed a lot of enthusiasm and, uh, and worked hard too. And uh, they, they just had, a, their mental attitude was positive. So true. That I know, positive. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't dwell on the bad things. Uh, no. You know, I'll, I'll never forget, I want to share this story. Yeah. I walked into the office and it was the day after the election in 2015, mm -hmm. uh, where we had a change of government here with, in Alberta, which a lot of people were afraid of. Yeah. Um, and, and this is not a political thing because, you know, you know, vote for whoever and we yeah. just, a new election was just announced. But you had said to me when I walked into the office, uh, and Carl is amazing. Big shout out because Carl still comes into the office all the time, has coffee. We see him around all the time. Yeah. And, and you had said to me that day, and I said, wow, like, I don't know how this is going to go or what's going to happen here. And you said, well, I drove in this morning and trucks were still on the road. You know, the, the, <laughs> the, the, light, the sun still came up. And, and that positive mental attitude was there. And I had to chuckle to myself. I was like, Oh yeah, the motor of the world didn't stop no. overnight. No. Like things still happen. And we forget still, about that. They still happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you look on the MLS and houses are still being sold and these realtors that got in this funk didn't put themselves out there and yeah. then the neighbor lists their house. And you're like, why didn't I get that listing? Well, you were too busy wallowing in sorrow. Yeah. You know, to go out there and get it. Yeah. What other what other things did you see? Back then, uh, realtors obviously weren't online generating leads. Um, was it still friends and family? Where did uh, where were the some of the deals coming from? Calling, door knocking, or friends and family is uh, that's that's something that didn't happen to me. My friends and family said, "Carl, we respected you." Very well, when you were in construction and a contractor, <laughs> what the heck are you doing in real estate? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, we <laughs> see that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So how did you go out and get your own new business? My own new business, I, uh, I, I did open houses and so on, and then I got the buyer from there, 
And then there was a electrician friend who uh, who wanted to buy a house. And uh, and then and then I thought he wanted something in the northwest, and and I went to. Uh, uh, what was the district called? Anyway, Bennington. Yeah, yes. Bennington. Bennington. Yeah. So he wanted to buy in Bennington, and I looked at every house that was for sale, every house, and I picked one out. I thought he would like, and that was in the Bennington Estate area, and and I said. They tell, I showed it to them and they liked it very much if they couldn't afford it, you know. And uh, and then I, I, I phoned him up a few days later, you know, he said, yeah, Carl, we wanted to tell you we can't afford it, so we want to abandon. We, we, uh, we're not going to buy a house. I said, would you buy it for 96000 Oh, yeah, yeah, we would do that. I said, well... Let's see what we can do. And then um, I had a meeting with them, a couple without children, yeah. And they got so excited. And, uh, and we decided to make an offer of 105,000. Right. It was for sale for 120, yeah. And they ended up buying it for 115. And they lived there all their lives there. Really? Yeah. Huh. I think she just lived there. He passed away. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a nice house. <laughs> yeah. So, Carl, yeah. in addition to... Uh... So you always have to, you also have to encourage them without pressure. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just give it, give it, you know, put, put something out there. Like, you never know. Like, yeah. you never know how it's going to mm-hmm. go. You never know how it goes, yeah. And then I got some listings from the bank to the odd one, yeah. yeah. How did you meet the people at the bank? I, I had my money there. You just went in? <laughs> no, I love it. I, I bet you all of you have money at a bank. Yeah. And have you walked in and talked to them? Yeah. 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 Just looking for the opportunities in front of you. They, they offered me sometimes, you know, the odd one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's outstanding. So, to wrap things up here, let's uh, back to you know we we talked about um, some successful realtors back then during the slow times. In addition to mental attitude yeah. um, and a positive mental attitude yeah. and having that optimism, what advice would you give someone today to survive a slower market? The same, yeah. Another thing I did, when, when I, for instance, when I got a listing and, and people cooperated and listened to my advice, listed the house where I thought it would sell. And it sold within days often, you know. Within days, and they were, they were excellent. They cooperated, the, the seller cooperated so well with me. 
I, I give them, I reduce the commission without being asked. I did that. Yeah, but I told them, don't advertise this. I don't want to get a reputation to do this. Right. Yeah. But, and you, but you didn't do that oh, at the beginning that. of the listing. Just, you did that at the end of it, if they worked really well? At, at the end, yeah. Oh, interesting. So they thought they were signing up with you for full commissions, but at oh, the yes. end, oh, if they, they made it very, very easy to sell the home. It was a surprise to them. Oh. I said, you, you've been very good. Before you know it, I got recommendations. Absolutely. People would be yeah. so eager to refer you after that. Yeah, and, and but I nice. said, don't advertise this. This is not what I do, you know. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. What's so interesting, you did it at the end. Yeah. 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 And and just just to be, uh, say thank you to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so great. I love that. That's I so love great. That. That's, it's hard to do, you know, to take money from yourself and give it to somebody else. Yeah. But it was so easily earned. Yes. At, 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 in this particular instance. People just want to give it back to you. Like people just want yeah. to help you out again. Yeah. And I thought it's, it, it's insane to take that much money. Wow. Yeah. Well, you've definitely made a lot of, I think, one of the reasons that you've been successful and CIR has been, has been so successful is because you really instilled a culture of giving back and not being greedy mm -hmm. and looking at the person you're serving and saying, you know, we're here to, to do good by you. Yeah. And I think even in that circumstance, yeah. that's exactly what you did, yeah. which, is, which, is mm -hmm. a, which is a value the whole company now has today. So yeah. that's pretty cool, Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Carl, thank you so much for joining yeah. us, um, telling us a bit about the past, yeah, and sharing us uh, so much wisdom, and, and there's there's so many gold nuggets that come from that come from this, and and uh, because people you've lived through even tougher times that were today, oh yes, than there are today, oh yes, and and still grew and still found growth. Well, I I made it work for me. <laughs> you did, yeah, That's, which is which is great. Yeah, yeah. and oh. if anybody and if anybody sees Carl in the office, um, come say hi, ask him a question. You love chatting with the realtors, so yeah. mm -hmm. you're there if anyone wants to yeah. take his brain to you. Yeah, happen less and less now, but but it's okay. Oh, you're still there quite you a bit. You can ask me anything. I know, I know, and we've we've uh, um, <laughs> we use that now and then, so uh, that's awesome. Carl, thank you again yeah. for for joining us today. Thank you, Carl. Oh, we're done, are we? <laughs> we're, yeah. we're done in one second. Yeah. One second. Oh yeah. Uh, Everyone, <laughs> don't forget to. Yeah. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and you can download us on SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcast, Apple iTunes, Google Play. Just search for Agent Pursuit and all of this content can be found very easily on any social media. Awesome. All the best and have a great day.